Yo, what is going on? It is the bearded one, Sam Williams, and I am here with Mrs. Chuckles. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly with the Y. What's so funny, man? Absolutely nothing. Okay. Kim, how you doing? I'm wonderful. I'm amazing. These have been two of the busiest days of the week, but... I'm good. I'm rolling with it. Okay, we'll keep on rolling. Big wheels keep on rolling. Whatever the fuck that song is. Anyway, how you all been doing out there? It's been... I feel like every time we record, I feel like it's been a minute since we talked to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know we just talked to them last (laughs) week, but it's like... I feel like our audience now is like our family. You know what I'm saying? So, family, what's going on? How was you all's week? Hope it was good. I hope it was productive. I hope you had a lot of fun over the weekend. I hope whatever goals you set out, you accomplished them. Because I missed y'all. I missed talking to y'all. So, um, do a quick temperature check. How's your week been? How how have you been since the last recording? Um, I've been straight. I've A lot has happened, but in a good way. Um, a lot of things are coming to, to fruition and I'm happy about it. So I'm, like I said, I, I'm not getting as much sleep, but I'm working. So I'm not mad about it at all. Yeah. Um, I can kind of attest to that as well. I think, um, I did recently celebrate my birthday, so that was pretty fun. Um, a lot of, a lot of, like you mentioned, fruition. A lot of things in my life is starting to come, you know, come into fruition. You know, um, and some of it has to do with you all, our listeners. You know, just so, you know, just so you all know, you know, um, what? Dick already small, and he want me to share with other bitches. No sir. Okay. okay. Can you get off of Facebook? <laughs> You already okay. sitting here drinking on the show, and we going to sit here and look at... Don't do too much. This is wine. And what did you do before the show? I'm high right now. Okay, then. So but leave this, me alone. But that's okay. Exactly. So leave me... I didn't say nothing to you. Don't judge me. Cheers. Goddamn it to your vice. And all the other vices out there. That's legal and okay. And don't hurt nobody. We are not condoning anything. Anything you do, do it responsibly. Yeah, and if you drink, drink water. Anyway, and if you smoke, make sure you drink water, you get cotton mouth. But anyway, enough about all of that. Yeah, like I was saying, joke's over. Yeah, we I had a pretty good week. And um a good portion of that, you know, that week is attributed to our listeners. Um, because it has everything to do with you all and what is gonna be happening for us soon. Just don't do too much. I ain't gonna do too much. Okay. I'm just gonna just say this. For those who follow us now, we got something very, very special for y'all in the future. So just keep that in mind. Y'all talk to us all the time, and guess what? We always listening, as Ken would say. So I don't say that. Talk to us, we talk back. Okay? I'm sorry, I didn't put the hashtag in front of it. Kim, you have been getting on my goddamn nerves (laughs) all fucking day. You and your children. Here's the thing. 
I haven't even been here an hour. I brought you food. I didn't even do anything. So whatever you got going on, that's you. I have not done a thing. I have legit. Have I done anything? I've been chilling. You walked up on my ass. Listen, no, before we get into this topic, <laughs> I gotta tell y'all what happened, and then we can get into this and get into our topic. You better tell it accurately. I'm gonna so. tell it as close to accurate as possible, and of course, I'm gonna hype some shit up. See, see, watch the I'm mic. I'm sorry. Okay. She did it, y'all. If y'all heard any feedback, because she want to go ahead and get ready to cock back and punch me in You're the face. Right. So I'm gonna tell it straight like finna, it is. You finna tell some stories that ain't true. I'm not gonna sensationalize. I promise. Okay, come on. I take my dog outside, okay? Out in the front, let him do his thing, come right back inside. I see some woman walking down the street. (laughs) I see some woman walking down the street. I thought it was one of my neighbors. She's, you know, she kind of favored her from a distance. And the lady, she lives like a couple houses down from me. And so I didn't pay her no mind. I didn't speak. You know what I'm saying? Because I got them type of neighbors where you don't talk to the women over here. Day or night, period. So I definitely wasn't going to speak. So I'm walking. I'm walking into my house. I take my dog's leash off. I go inside the door. I just so happen to turn around, and I see this woman in front of my house with bags, and I did not know who she was. I was just about to punch her lights out. No, you... Okay, so that part. Okay, you hold on. Were I'm, not. Not I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. And then I realized, oh shit, it was Kim. And my insides exploded a little bit because I wasn't, I was, my, I got so scared. <laughs> I wasn't going to punch nobody. I was going to say, let's be clear. That move that you did was not one that was ready to punch somebody's lights out. Nobody. I was about to knock my own goddamn lights out, slipping on my floor, all scared and shit. Don't do that no more. We done wasted six minutes of these people's lives that they'll never get back. We sorry. We just had... I didn't do anything. That was our temperature check for this week's episode. Kim, if y'all still listening to us, thank you. Because after the six, after the four minute mark, I probably cut this shit off. I ain't even gonna hold you. But I'm glad y'all stuck around for those who are still listening because we have a really good topic we want to talk about. And I think for me personally, this one is something I needed to be slightly... Buzzed over because this is a very sensitive and very um, sacred topic. Um, so, Kim, you want to go ahead and introduce it? Is it really sensitive and sacred? Um, okay. For me, it is. I was going to say for some people. Hmm. Anywho, um, the topic tonight, marriage. Um, when I told Sam that was a topic, he says, what about it? What about it? Exactly. Whatever comes to mind about it. And okay. So background, here's how we got to this topic. Um, we had work to do a couple of days ago. We linked up. Um, and I don't even remember how I got to it, but basically what I was telling, um, Sam was, it is so many women and men, but you know, I was discussing from a woman's standpoint, there's so many women out here who just want to be married and just want to be a husband. I mean, just want a husband, but don't actually want to be a wife. Um, what does that mean? 
you want the glitz and the glamour of a wedding. You want to be able to, my husband, my husband, my husband, people to death. But when it comes down to it, you're not really ready and or you may not desire to actually be that man's partner. You just wanted to be able to say, I'm married. I had a wedding. I have a husband. When them times get tough. So for those of you all who don't know, who hadn't figured out, because I've said it, you said it, it's in the bio at some point. I've never been married. Um, I was engaged. Um, we never got married. And however, the influences in my life, um, my parents, my dad passed in 2017. However, it was literally till death do them part. Um, death did them part rather for my parents. I am 30 years old. <laughs> Go somewhere. See, I was doing fine and here you come. I was doing fine. We the same age. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyway, I was doing fine, y'all. Um, but this year, my parents, I believe, would have been married 35 years. Um, but, you know, like I said, death did them part. However, growing up with that, you're absolutely right. I do believe in the sanctity of marriage. Uh, I do when. Excuse me. When I finally take those vows, I intend to take them with the utmost seriousness, even though I know y'all like you can't be serious the second in your life. I promise you I can. <laughs> Shut up. And in that moment with those vows, like I plan to take that so serious. I plan to uphold my vows, my marriage, my husband. Um because it's just something that I believe in. It's not something that I feel like it should be taken lightly. Um, and if you know that you're not ready for marriage, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't hop into that haphazardly because that is not something to toy with. I know that for a lot of people, oh, marriage is just a piece of paper. Okay, but guess what? Look at these situations and what that piece of paper entails. When you've been somebody's special friend for the longest and that person passes away and you not getting nothing and the family just kind of cast you out. I bet you wish you had that just piece of paper then. Like to each their own. I'm not knocking anybody for what they believe or whatever. But at the same time, you should knock people just because they actually believe in marriage. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, unfortunately, like. You know, some people don't take it as seriously as others. Some people probably don't take it as seriously as they should. I, I, I've i been cheated on before, but I feel like if I was cheated on in marriage, that would be a whole different level of disrespect, of hurt, of emotion, of all of that stuff. Because it's like, yo, what they say was it on, I can't remember what show it was. Maybe Martin, you know, no, it wasn't Martin. But whatever show it was, I, oh, it was a movie, Deliver Us From Evil. Okay. I pledge my vows to you in front of God and a whole bunch of ugly ass family members I don't even like. <laughs> so, like, and, and just, I'm not going to get religious because I've already... I'm spiritual. I believe what I believe. We're not getting into that. But even that part, 
having it into, you know, I said my vows before God. That's kind of deep to me because of how I was raised and everything. Um, so marriage is just, if you, if you can't uphold it or you're questioning it or, you know, whatever the case may be, think a little bit harder on that. I've actually heard, read, whatever people have the mentality of, well, I didn't want to lose her. So I proposed or I didn't want to lose him. So when he proposed, I said, yes, come on now. Like, I mean, I I get it. But if, if that's the only reason, like stop and ask yourself, are you literally ready to spend the rest of your life with this person? Um, and we actually, ironically enough, got into this at work today, me and three, um, women I work with. Shout out to Mariah, Autumn of Body, uh, Authentic Body Care, and Sharnita of New Eats. Hey, Autumn, I know you're listening. (laughs) I just want you to know, and all of the audience out there that's listening, your body scrub got me coming out the shower (laughs) smelling real... um, Nubian. Real Nubian. Yeah, got me smelling real Nubian. I'm talking about the melanin was... If the melanin had a feel, it felt like your body scrub. And that body butter, hey, got my feet feeling fantastic. What once was lost is now found. So real quick, a uh, little drop. You want to give her another one? Okay, so Autumn with um, Authentic Body Care. Um, so these three women and I, we were talking today at work, and somehow we got on marriage. And it's so crazy the difference in opinion, the difference in views. You have some women who are literally just like from the time that they are like old enough to understand what marriage is or what a wedding is, their wedding is planned. They know what colors, they know how many people they want, they know where they want to have it, all of this. Then there are some who are like, yeah, if it happens, it happens. Some are like, yeah, no, nah, marriage ain't for me. Honestly, I was one of those. I said I wasn't having kids huh? or getting married. Well, <laughs> I will slap you. <laughs> Call the police. I'll call them for you. Never mind. My mom used to always tell me if somebody ain't scared to go to jail, then walk away. Because <laughs> they'll hurt you really bad. <laughs> anyway, um, and we just started talking about it. And like we talked about, I'm going to use Autumn because she's been on the show. We talked about her background and it hurt. Like our upbringings were very similar. As far as, you know, the, the parents in the house um, being married for a long period of time, whatever. Our views, though, on marriage are so, well, they're not super different. They're different enough. And um, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Sam is such a distraction. <laughs> um, they're different enough. And then, you know, we had someone in the room whose parents were not together. Um, and she is... Y'all, it, it, it what's for you is what's for you, basically. I'm not going to knock nobody for believing what they believe. And people's opinions will be different, and that's based on different things. However, we just started talking, and we said, and then I'm going to let you take this because you've been here. Um, All of us, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, you have, though. All of us did agree on one thing. Marriage is scary as hell. 
Um, now why it was scary for some, like our reasons differed, but you know, it ranged from like, cause we all, you well, no, we're not all single out of that group. Actually shout out to, uh, Dante too. It was a pleasure working with you. Hey, I, I, I'm rocking with you. Um, don't be shouting out niggas that don't listen to the show now. Actually. Anyway. This is making a show, man. Anyway. We don't be wanting to waste no tape on people that don't fuck with us. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I swear I'm trying to see him as such a distraction. Anyway, for like the fifth time. Uh, one reason that we said marriage was scary. Because if we're not single now, we've been single, whatever. And I can't count the number of married men who have approached me and that the, that was a common, that was, we all agreed on that when we were talking. Um, so it's like, yo, you got a, you got a wife and you, oh, okay. All right. Um, I have had men who are engaged come at me I have had and I'm sure my um ex was probably one of those men who was coming at women while we were engaged whatever but all of that so like again the sanctity isn't there we haven't even some people haven't even made it down the aisle yet okay then you have like the yo I'm really supposed to spend every day of my life with this person like I'm supposed to wake up to your ass every morning for the rest of my life until I kill you because that's what death death do us part <laughs> you drive me crazy and now nah, I'm just playing but no for real don't don't touch it move thank you Sam had something smart to say we wasn't even finna go there um no but for real like just that like being with someone day in day out. And I mean, I get it. You have your space, you have your separate friends, you have your, but to me, marriage, Hey, you become one, two shall become one. Um, then this was the really scary part. And this was for me personally. I, when I love, I love hard. So there is going to be no doubt that I am going to go extremely hard for the man who puts a ring on my finger and gives me his last name. Okay. Cause first of all, that's not going to be an easy feat period. Um, here, I got to like you long enough for this to happen. <laughs> um, but in that when I love hard, like I, I just, I love hard. I watched my mom memorialize my father was cremated so we didn't bury him but I watched my mom memorialize my father after 30 some odd years of marriage I watched my mom go from having this man that she had been with for 30 some odd years and now she's just on her own he's gone like there is no you know what I'm saying Ain't no we out of town. I'm going to be back. Like, no, that's it. Like, it's, it's, that's final. My grandmother, my mother's mom, 
was married to my grandfather for a very long time. I don't even know. I'm not going to put my mama's age out there because she ain't going to come after me. Um, But again, 30 plus years. My grandfather died. And so now my grandma's alone, quote unquote alone. Let me tell y'all how salty I am. My grandma got married again. My grandmother had two husbands. I ain't had one. <laughs> but no, all seriousness, her second husband passed. My grandmother has buried two husbands. Both men whom she she loved very much. And now she's just like, quote unquote, alone. It goes from I'm spending the rest of my life with this person to damn life is really short. And then so now I don't have this person anymore that I was supposed to spend the rest of my life with. What am I doing now? Not to say, you know, hey, people heal, they grow, they whatever. And they the people move on, they get married again. But, you know, I'm just saying in that moment. Um, so that like. That those were some reasons why we were like, yo, this marriage thing is kind of, whew. I I haven't been there, but I will say just from seeing it, it ain't for the faint of heart. It's not for the weak. Um, and on that note, I'm gonna let Sam have it because, yeah, you <laughs> you didn't played that game before. It was a very dangerous game at that. I'm gonna go back to almost the beginning. Of what you mentioned about marriage. I got married at 24 years old. Okay. I proposed at 22. So for two years. You know. I'm engaged. And I'm still trying to figure out life. And now it's time for me to get married. Mind you. Seven, eight months earlier. My car gets stolen. So. We're going to get into that in a moment. With marriage, there has to be a sense of maturity. The reason why I say that is because, as Kim said, it just seems that a lot of it is for the show. And the sacredness is pretty much gone. You know what I'm saying? Um, granted, when I, got in, when I got married, social media wasn't booming, booming like it is now. You know what I'm saying? So, we didn't have a whole lot that we were you know putting out there for any type of um you know for any type of spectacle or anything or for any type of attention but one thing I will say is that during the almost three years I was married there was a there were a lot of different things that I dealt with on my end and then on a you know, on a couple's end. On my end, I knew I wasn't... Looking back, I wasn't mature. I was very, very immature at the time. Um, my The responsibilities that I had. I went from living at my mama's house to going five, four, 500 miles away from home for the first time since college where I got to pay real bills and I am like an official adult. No practice, okay? Some people get practice when they go off to college and they go and live on off-campus apartments and, you know, shit like that. No, I ain't had that, okay? 
I didn't have that type of responsibility. My ex-wife did, you know, from pretty much her second year of college on. You know, she's always she was always very responsible. So now you have the irresponsible one, me, and you have the responsible one, her. Now, let's go ahead and move forward. We finally get married. I moved down there to St. Louis. And mind you, I, you know, about seven or eight months earlier, on my mother's birthday, my car gets stolen. Okay? I had pretty much lost all my plans at that point. And because I figured, well, I can take public transportation down there, which is a, a stupid decision at the time. The money that I received for my car, I used it on my wedding. Okay? Wasn't a very smart decision back then, looking back on it, you know. So, but I thought I was doing the right thing. So now I'm in St. Louis. I have a new wife. I am learning shit on the fly. And I'm not really feeling comfortable. This is probably going to be the first time I ever talk about this. And y'all all about to get this. <sighs> Alright, let me take a deep breath on this I'm one. Deaf this. I'm like, I don't think I, I knew the... Co- okay. okay. I didn't have very much confidence in the first maybe, I don't know, year of my marriage. Because like I said, I was still learning things on the fly. Um, by the time I started to figure things out, I had already started causing damage in my marriage, and if it wasn't had no, if it wasn't dealing with infidelity, it was dealing with finances, and those are the two biggest reasons people divorce. Okay, I was burning the candle on both ends with the goddamn torch. Okay, that's how bad shit was. Just a regular lighter. It wasn't even a regular lighter. No, I was like you two blow torches on both sides of the candle, burning that bitch down. You know. But that was because, <clears throat> like I said, my confidence was shot. Um, you know, you hear, you know, you you hear things about certain people and how they feel about you. And we gonna go back, you know, we're gonna go back a couple episodes. I've been binge listening to a lot of our um, episodes because we are officially on Apple. I, I, um, excuse me, Apple Podcasts. We so new on there, I can't even get the shit out. <laughs> <laughs> but we are now on Apple for our Apple listeners. All y'all that was getting on our ass about it, we on there now. So I got a little excited and started listening to some past episodes. But one episode that I listened to um, was about the love languages. And in that episode, Kim and I talked about the safe space and how important the safe space is when you're, you know, in a you know romantic relationship. My ex-wife did not make me feel like I had a safe space with her. And the reason being is because I don't think she knew how to be. Like I said, when you're married... There has to be a level of maturity there. I'm not saying that my ex-wife was immature or anything like that. But at the time, she didn't know how to be for me. You know? 
I thought I had it figured out, and apparently I didn't because I made mistakes too. But I feel like the sacredness of our marriage in that moment was already broken. You know, it's hard, you know, when you're when you're a man and you work in eight to ten hours a day and you can't come home and talk about your day. Because either the person that you're with shows little to no interest or their problems are bigger than yours. So as the man and the man of the house, you have to just wear that. And that shit goes from one pebble to a rock, from a rock to a motherfucking boulder. And it just gets heavier and it gets heavier to the point where you can't do shit about it anymore. And then you act out. You either act out, you know, silently, like I did, or you act out, you know, however you do it. You're boisterous about it. You know, I'm not confrontational. I know I act that, you know, I act confrontational with Kim because I don't give a fuck. (laughs) But in real life, I'm not a very confrontational. I'm not confrontational at all unless I feel completely threatened. Or something like that. Or my back is against the wall and I can't really fight my way off of it. But in this time, I couldn't confront her because I didn't know how to. You know, I didn't know how to confront her about my feelings. And so I found, you know, I found peace in another woman. I found peace in this woman because she gave me all the validation that I was looking for. And I know this shit going to probably sound fucked up to some people, but I don't care. It's your truth. This is about to be the ultimate truth. That's what kept me going. The fact that, like I said, I listened to the, you know, the Love Languages episode. She spoke to all of them. To every single one. For a long time, I regretted doing what I did to my ex-wife. On my way home a few hours ago, I was walking from the smoke shop because <laughs> I was I was out of I was out of blunts. <laughs> and I needed to go for a walk to kind of get myself prepared for this episode because I knew it was gonna be a heavy one. I realized by the time I got to my front steps that I regret feeling bad about what I did. Oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't condone what I did in the slightest. But that's why when people talk about infidelity and they talk about breaking the sacredness of marriage you know sometimes I look at it as you know you know a lease it's like breaking a lease on an apartment if you're gonna break a lease you're gonna break it for one or two reasons because you had to or because you were forced to in my mind I felt like I, I was forced to You know, I loved being married, okay? 
I love the idea of being married. I love the woman that I was with at that time. Even when I was doing all my shit. But then I also thought about this as well for the last few days. I didn't do my part. So let's talk about the importance of being mature and what that what that looks like in a marriage. Communication is one. Honesty is another. You know, being friends and not partners. Everybody wants to get ahead in life. I get that. We all want to go we all want to be ahead because that provides comfort for us. It gives us, you know, it brings us peace. It does every, you know, it it makes you it helps you sleep at night. When you know all your bills are paid, when your cabinets and your pantries and your refrigerators are all stocked to the brim, you know, you traveling and you doing all of these things that, you know, 97% of the married folks in the world want to do on a regular basis, you know, it makes certain people, you know, it, it makes things seem a little murky. You know, people don't understand that marriage, as I mentioned, with all of those different factors, there's going to be problems. There's going to be, you know, there's going to be some issues that come about. You know, some things are worse than others, you know. But like I said, the two main reasons people divorce is because of money and sex. You know, I wasn't doing right with the money and therefore I wasn't getting the sex. Okay. So now we're both, you know, we're both frustrated. She losing sleep because I felt, you know. I sucked at paying bills. I'm always on edge because I'm always hot in the pants. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, one thing I will say, I had a beautiful wife, and I'm laying next to this woman every night. And we don't even really like each other. So, saying all that to say, before you go into any type of marriage, before you start looking at your friends, you know, because we all, you know, we all catch that, you know, catch that little fever when we go to a homie's wedding, especially if you're in a relationship. I know I did. You know, I caught the, you know, shit, I caught the fever a few times when I was with her. And then I acted on it. But then at the end of the day, they make medicine for that shit. <laughs> They make medicine for all that. Let me break this fever real quick. Yeah, let me break this fever. You know, so here I am in my mid-30s. It's been over 10 years since I got engaged. But, and it's been nine, it was nine since I got married. I got married, like I said, nine years ago. And I've been divorced for six. So I only got, basically, this is it. Mom, well, like I think I got one more year of bad luck. I don't know. We're we not going to count that, though. I think I've been through enough. Anyway. Um, you know, going through, you know, going through all that, it just made me just realize that at 30 something years old, if you can go back and reach back to your 
You know? 20, your, my young self, what would I tell my young self? This ain't what you want right now. Because what you want right now in this time of your life, you want to have a little bit more fun. You want to be able to get all your shit out before you get into this marriage. Because if you don't, you're going to fuck around and you're going to waste not only your time, you're going to fuck around, waste your time and somebody else's. And if I can tell you now, tell you then what I know now, it's going to take a whole hell of a lot of time for you to get out of the hole. So if you don't want to do right, be prepared to (laughs) suffer and struggle, you know. But like I said, you know, I don't regret doing what I did. I know it was wrong, but I gave my time to somebody who appreciated it, who spoke to all my love languages. The biggest regret is I didn't act on the right person. I know that might sound a little rough. (laughs) It's your truth. I, you know, no judgment. Because, like I said, in our episode about love languages, that is the that is the cheat code. That is that is the Da Vinci code for relationships. If you can figure out all five of those, even the bare minimums, you're gonna be all right. You're gonna have a nice, long, fruitful marriage. You're gonna be happy. Because everything is going to be, you know, tapped into. With, you know, my ex-wife, like I said, no disrespect to her, but she probably just didn't know how to. But then I, like I said, I didn't make this shit no better on myself. You know? Counseling, we did it. Didn't work. It was one of the most humiliating experiences of my life. More so than getting divorced and coming back home and explaining that shit. Going to therapy during that time was so humiliating. So let's get off of that. Because like I you know, like I told Kim before we talked and got into this subject, I knew I wanted to talk about it and kind of get some things out because I don't really talk and dive into my marriage too much. But marriage is one of those things where I feel like this got to be a part two after this, because I feel like in this first half and this first in this portion here, I just feel like, you know. Well, I know I probably did for our listeners. I probably made that shit sound awful. But honestly, guys, it's really not. Like I said, I absolutely love being a husband. With the right person. That shit is it's just got to be with the right person, though. It's beautiful when it's right. Every like listen, like it's it's this is crazy. Like the aesthetics of it was perfect. You know what I'm saying? We had a nice, you know, big ass apartment in the south side of St. Louis in a pretty decent part of town. We both had great jobs. We didn't have any kids. We had two beautiful dogs. You know what I'm saying? And it was just it looked good on pictures. But when you close that door. It was a different story. We talked about future versus Russell. And then how we have to stop looking at relationships 
from a distance making assumptions Mm -hmm. that everything is okay. Because you have people that swore that my ex-wife and I were doing just fine. And for a good portion of it, we weren't. You know, like I said, it didn't mean I didn't love her, but we just weren't friends anymore. And we didn't really go into the marriage being friends like that. Like, we started off being friends for a short time, but then it became business. Hmm. And once it becomes business, it's over with. Because now the friendship is out the window. So, yeah, I think we need to have a part two on this topic. Uh, maybe. We might. We can. I, um, time just flew with this one. But no, I agree. And we all do that. That's how that whole relationship goes thing. It'd be like, chill out because you don't really know what's going on in the background. Mind you, like I said, I never even made it to the altar. I was proposed to when I was 18 years old. I had one child and I cuz I think this needs to be in that part too if you if you propose or there's a proposal and the answer is no mm-hmm. is the relationship over if that's going to be in the part 2 then I ain't going to say nothing <laughs> but I know some people that's been in that jam but you know what but here is the thing I didn't even necessarily say no because you were talking about maturity I said not now I said let's get this done first let's get to this age i never said that no. sounds like no it was not i know it's not no but it sounds like because no. it was just like like yeah i want to marry you but not at this moment we were if my age ends in the word teen we did i was 18 we didn't need to get married right then so then i was asked again three years later yep same person Yep. Okay, cool. Now I'm <laughs> Sam's body over here falling apart. <laughs> hey, oh, shit. <laughs> that was a loud pop. If y'all heard that pop, that was his knee. <laughs> hey, man. You all know Christmas is around the corner and AutoZone and any hardware store, I'm sure they got WD-40. Because the Tim Man over here creaking like a bug. I need some oil for these joints, man. Oh, my God. Um... Yeah, I and I said yes that time. And, you know, I, I got the ring upgrade. I got all of that. We were engaged for a long time. And like I said, not only did we not make it to the altar, we never got married. I mean, we never, we're not even together, which is perfectly fine. Because at the same time, like I sensed, I, I saw that lack of maturity when we were, you know, our ages ending in teen or whatever. And I full, I, I loved that man. I did. I loved him and I wanted to be his wife, but I knew had we gotten married at that time, we probably would have ended up divorced. We still had too much growing, too much change, and we had a lot to do. We were too young. And so now I'm just like, you know, I've never been the one like, I just want to get married. I just want to have a husband. No, because that shit is serious to me. And I want to be like you said, I've always said that the next relationship has to be built on a platform of friendship. And you said like not being a partner, but no, I want to be a friend. I want to be a partner. I want to be your other half. I want to be your wife. And that's why I don't think I, I, I know for a fact that no matter how it felt in that moment for either of us, the right thing that happened or didn't happen 
that was exactly what was supposed to happen or not happen, if that makes sense. Um, we weren't supposed to get married because not only we, we, would we have been divorced, I might have a case or two. Hell, he might have a case or two. Well, anyway. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> Type of convicts. <laughs> anyway, I didn't say anything like that. I said nothing. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's just that that whole marriage thing. It's really heavy, and some people just don't take it as seriously as they need to. And I'm not saying like like you said, it's not always going to be perfect by far, but it's work, and it's about being willing to put in the work and to know that in putting in that work, you have to be partners because if I'm just pointing a finger at you and you just pointing a finger at me and neither of us are owning up to what we're doing or what we're not doing and we're not trying to fix it. We're just placing blame. We ain't going to go nowhere, but in circles and eventually I'm ready to sign them papers. So yeah. Um, maybe we do need a part two. We'll see. Yeah, because I feel like we diving into a lot of dark shit with marriage. You talking about how you didn't make it to the altar, and I'm telling you about, I'm talking to them about shit. What happened when I left the altar <laughs> with my bride? I knew I shouldn't have got married at that day just for the simple fact that, man, <laughs> I was fucked up at the altar. <laughs> I ain't even going to hold you. My ass was drunk, okay? I'm talking about bachelor party, fellas. Ladies, whatever. Don't have your bachelor party the night before your wedding, okay? If you didn't learn from fucking Players Club and Junior Ass, knocking down fucking Monica, taking from a, a, a real person, don't do that shit because it don't end the way his did. Not mine. My shit ended up... Look, my wedding was... it was. I felt so awful that day. Come. I was fucked up. And all my friends. I would have killed you, man. I would have killed listen, you. Man, listen. I knew I wasn't supposed to get married in that moment. Because in that moment, once I said I do, that's when Sam fucked up. Man, listen. The water in that, that christening bowl. Oh, my God. And it was. It, I knew it was cold because it was. It <laughs> Tell was, me you didn't drink the water. No, but I thought about it. <laughs> I saw the condensation. On that bowl? Oh, my God. And, Kim, you know what made this shit worse? It was the hottest day of the goddamn year <laughs> up until that point. My wedding was at 3 o'clock, okay? Oh, <laughs> it was at 3 o'clock. Now, this is before suits and tuxedos and shit were more fitted, okay? This is, like, right at the tail end when tux were a little bit still kind of baggy. But they were heavy as shit. First of all, I threw up twice <laughs> at the church on some Willie Beeman shit. Oh my okay? god! Like, let's go all the way back from that. I got home, I think, around five o'clock that morning. And the wedding was at three. I had shit to do at eight. Okay, I had to be at the barber shop. I threw up at the barber shop like three times. <laughs> my barber, shout out to my man Cole, man. It was me. It was my brother, and it was one of my other homies who was a um, groom, my boy JR. I am like, hey, y'all niggas go first. Y'all two can go first, and Cole, take your time. 
I stretched out across every single seat I could. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck that day. I didn't have a pillow or nothing. I st- I slept for as long as I could until it was my turn. But my man tried his best to get me right, man. He went and stopped at the little corner store, got me a Gatorade. That shit gave me just enough energy to sit through a haircut. And at the time, I had hair on my head. <laughs> so that shit lasted a little longer. Him hitting my hair with them clippers, man, was making that headache worse, okay? Oh, I was all I was so miserable. I get home. I try to catch me a little nap. Couldn't do that because it was at that time. It was about eleven o'clock. By the time I got back to my mom's crib, now I got to get myself together to get a manicure and pedicure and shit. I'm barely focusing for that. I'm like, my shoulders is going up because you know I'm trying not to throw up. I'm heaving and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fought through that. I don't even remember who drove me to the church. But all what was you doing? Dang. So I blame my friend. The night before, you know, I had my drink. I was on this is when niggas was still drinking Bombay Sapphire and shit. My homie said, Here, drink this water. I ain't think nothing of it. I drank a big I gulped a big ass cup. It had to been like four shots of fucking tequila. I don't remember shit from that moment. It was like the world just... You didn't smell it? I, I was fucked up. And then all of the aromas from the dancers and the food and, That's you know, you, you, foul... Like you got too many smells going Like, it was just way too many smells going on in there. I'm in a house full of funky-ass niggas. Like, no, man, it was getting... It was bad. So my senses were off. Don't remember shit. The only thing I remember was... Getting lit on fire. <laughs> that goddamn stripper took my shirt off and she put that foam on my chest. Now, when I, I'm telling you, my ass looked like a goddamn hibachi table. <laughs> I look like a hibachi stove. Man, that lady lit me up. And here's what made the shit scary. Because I ain't really too much scared of shit when it has to do with shit like that. Like, what you gonna do? You ain't gonna kill me. But she almost did. Because she couldn't put the fire out. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't oh put the fucking fire out and the shit started to get hot i'm like whoa whoa, whoa. okay i'm st- i can feel this a little bit so she had to like beat my ass to put she had to beat beat the fire out because it didn't go out that was a the parts i do remember was a very memorable night and that shit i was i was conscious for that moment <laughs> so let's go back to the wedding so I get to we get to the wedding. I'm done. We get to the motherfucking wedding. We get to the church. <sighs> One of my other guys, man, I talk about about I talk about him on the show all the time. My boy Dub. I got a confession to make. Oh hell. My man's it's a picture of us. I'm helping him, uh, I think I'm helping him with his cufflinks or I'm helping him with his tie or something. I don't remember. That was one of the hardest things I had to do that day. Because I was struggling so bad. I'm like, dude, I know I got to take pictures for, you know, this has got to be for a picture. But man, I wanted that photographer to get the fuck out of my face. That shit was flashing in my goddamn eyes. I'm like, dude, if you don't get the fuck out of here. Like, I felt like a disgruntled basketball NBA player. I felt like Charles Barkley. Get that goddamn camera out of my face, man. Listen, get to the altar. We walk in. 
I see all these people and they looking at me and they don't know what the <laughs> fuck is going on. I see people smiling hard as shit. I see all these people that I don't like at the <laughs> What way. I say, God and a bunch of ugly ass family I, saw, I don't even like. I saw people in there I didn't like and I knew they didn't like me. And I'm sitting here as I'm walking to the altar. I'm like, oh, God, why am I doing this right now? Damn, Sam. That's crazy. But then, well, it's natural to get cold feet. Yeah. You know, I didn't, this is the first time I've ever said this. I, and that's why I'm like, this yeah. is crazy. Cause yeah, it's the first I, time I've ever said this. Yeah, I promise this is one thing that I am definitely hearing with y'all for the first time. Yeah, I got super cold feet. And I didn't tell nobody. I didn't even tell. I, I told not a soul. So I held this in for nine years. Listen, everybody started to march in. And I had my back turned a little bit. Like, kind of, because I was standing to. So as my bride was coming in, I was standing uh, to her right side. Okay, so I'm on the facing the, the altar. I'm on the right side, me and my grooms. I guess that's the side we're supposed to stand on, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. I done been to enough weddings. I guess that's the side. But anyway, as the you know, as the wedding party starts to march in, I start to, you know, I turn around because I wanted to kind of get surprised. And so everybody stands up, they turn around, and then I turn my uh, best man told me, Here she come. And I just remember turning around, and I was like, oh, my God. Them cold feet got super warm. <laughs> there's a there's a moral to this, to this story. I know I'm talking a lot of shit, but she got to that altar, and the cold feet got really hot because in that moment, I felt like I was doing the right thing. And then <clears throat> we get married, we jump the broom, and that shook up everything else I had inside my stomach. <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom and throw up one more time. Jeez, Shout out to my uh, ex-wife's friend. She knew what the she knew what the fuck was up because I held. Oh my god, it was it was so bad. I ended up hold, making us late. We had photos. We had to take photos. We took we took pictures in this open field, this park. There was not a fucking tree in sight. There was no shade. And I told you it was 95 degrees. It was 95 degrees at 4 o'clock. We're in full tuxedos, hot as a bitch. Okay? But shout out to my ex-wife's friend for buying me them crackers and that Gatorade. <laughs> because that shit right there knocked all the cobwebs off, man. But the moral to all of this is sometimes our hearts and our minds have these battles. It's like the, you know, it's, it's like good, better, best. But you have to decide on which one is better and which one is best. You know, that's why I said marriage has, you know, you have to have a... a a great sense of maturity mm-hmm. to do it. Okay. I know that was a funny story. All my stories are funny. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the reason I told that story is because the, the the lesson behind all that is 
I wasn't ready to do none of that shit. I wasn't ready for that. Because any responsible adult wouldn't have their bachelor party the night before the wedding. That's the moral of the story. Don't have you. No, I'm just kidding. No, but for real, don't do that. That was the most bonehead thing I probably could have ever done. Okay. But maturity, making sure that once you're in this, that treat your spouse like your friend. Treat your spouse as if that's, you know, that's somebody that you're going to be with, you know, for the rest of your life. You know, love on that person like they didn't have nothing before. You know, I hate hearing about people who've been married for 20, 25 years and then they finally get divorced. That shit sickens me a little bit because somebody stopped doing something along the way. You know, or they finally got caught up in their bullshit after so many over so after so much time has passed. Um, we need to have a part two. Okay. Because I feel like, like I said before, I feel like we dove into too much of the the dark side of marriage. Because marriage is not is not dark. It's beautiful. Marriage is a fucking amazing when you with the right person. You know, I think that, like you said in the very beginning, we have to stop doing marriage for the show and start doing it because we genuinely love the person that we're marrying. And if you don't genuinely love that person, don't have kids with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't have kids with them. Don't get, div- don't get married. You know, we have... A lot of broken people because somebody broke that 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 sacredness. You know, men don't grow up, you know, hoping and, and planning for a wedding. Men don't do that. Shit, if we can have that shit in front of, you know, a few of the homies, they significant other, <laughs> you bring some of your people, we can do this shit real quick in the backyard. Because I'd have been cool having a wedding having a backyard little function, and getting married. Shit, I don't knock them people who be doing the absolute most and be getting these airbrushed T-shirts and jeans. I know you done seen the pictures mm-hmm. of these people doing the absolute most. But you know what? When that shit over, somebody husband and wife, or husband and husband, wife and wife, whatever, them and they, they going to leave as one. You feel me? And that's all that matter. But... Yeah, marriage is really fun when you got the right person. Cause I think that's what I'm. I'm not gonna talk long because I know we about doing. But like in my mind, like I said, I know it's not gonna be perfect. I know it's not, but I definitely look forward to. Cause you know me, I'm goofy. Like I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to the day when somebody matches my goofy, and we can just be goofy together. Uh, uh-uh, and you was talking about me. You just tipped that whole bottle up when you was talking about me. Before I finished off the bottle, I made sure I poured her some up first. He's such a gentleman when he want to be. <laughs> but no, like I look forward to it. I mean, I know that when it comes, like I said, it can't be all sunshine and rainbows. But I'm ready for that too. Because like I said, once I'm in, I'm all in. And I'm going to go hard. 
So I'm definitely that post. Hey, you mad? Take your ass in the other room. Or if I have it my way, you know how I want the, the two, the great big beds where it looks like it's two and one. Take your ass down to the foot of that bed. Because you calm down, take your moment. But my whole thing is this. I want to discuss whatever happened. I want it resolved before either of us leave that house again. Because I am a firm believer in life being too short. And if I let my husband walk out that door and he's pissed at me or I'm pissed at him and something happens. I can't I can't do that. Just like I mentioned, like when I was married, I made sure that my ex-wife knew every morning, no matter mm-hmm. how I felt about her, whether we were happily married or we were, you know, we were just barely, you know, speaking. I made sure that every morning I said good morning, told her to have a good day, and told her that she was beautiful. Because you don't know when somebody isn't coming home. And that's I'm like, I'm big on, especially if I'm selling if I'm saying I love you. If I am sharing your last name, we are sharing a house. We are sharing a life. I want you to know that regardless of whatever is happening, I do love you. And yeah, now you can take your ass in the other room, down to the bottom part of this bed, to the garage, wherever your man cave, wherever. But don't leave this house until we figure this out. Because ain't no, I'm not going to be a man. And hey, if I'm not going to bed mad, so you better cuten up because we finna figure this out. Of course, I get it. Give them a little space. You know, everybody need to calm down, process whatever happened, whatever. But that's just me. Like, I don't want I don't want either of us walking out the door mad because I, I want every interaction to be like it is our last. What Alicia Keys say, every time you hold me. Hold me like it's the last time that whole song because you legit never know what's going to happen. And I don't want that last interaction to be one of malice or anger or, you know, animosity. Um, So I guess we got to do a part two. That would be great. (laughs) Okay. That would be great because I have a lot. To offer as far as, you know, the topic of marriage. But I wanted to get, like I said, I reiterate this, man. I wanted to get that out because I want people to understand that if it don't feel right, then don't Don't do do it. it. You know, if you know that mentally and shit, financially, you're not, you're not prepared. Well, marriage is, marriage costs money. Okay. The wedding. The wedding part costs money. Making sure that your significant other is happy. That shit costs money. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. You can't go to the mall, buy something for yourself, and come home with nothing for your significant other because that's not fair. I will say this. I definitely won one day. I went and bought a pair of Jordans, and I came back, and I bought her an apple cutter, and she was so fucking happy. The simpleness of the thoughtfulness of buying an apple cutter. But that's because I, I knew what she wanted. You know, so, um, yeah, just, just tune in for part two. I got, I got a lot of positive stuff to say. I just think I really, in this episode, I needed to get my shit off. Y'all are my, you know, we sit on this couch and we record 
but this is my therapy session. And I got something off that I needed to get off for a very long time. You know, some of my people probably going to be like, well, you probably shouldn't have said that or whatever. But it's not just me that's going through this type of shit. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and talk my shit so y'all can go ahead and make better decisions. Because, you know, Sam did that. And hopefully y'all don't have to go through that. Okay. That's a little bar from Jay-Z, you know. But anyway. You got any shout outs? Because I think we at that time. We running out of tape. Yeah. We've been. Well, I, I can't speak for Kim. I'm going to speak for myself. Um, I just finished off that last little bit of wine. So, yeah. Mentally, I'm running out of tape. So, go ahead and say what you got to say. Um, no, I, I did my shout outs early on. Um, threw them in the, the whatchamacallit. Because that's where we were at the moment. But, um, yeah, just... Here's my general shout out. Shout out to the married couples that make the shit work, that work to make it work. Shout out to the ones who tried to make it work and it just didn't work. It couldn't work. Um, Shout out to the ones who aspire to be married one day. But all in all, just remember, like Sam said, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. And furthermore, make sure that you are prepared um, in every way, mentally, financially, emotionally, spiritually, all of those other L-Y adverbs or adjectives, whichever one, depending on how you use it. Um, make sure that you're ready because this is, as much as this generation, this time, whatever, society views marriage as just, oh, something to do. Personally, is not to be taken lightly. That's all I got. So, I just thought about something. Before I do my shout out, I'm going to do this for our audience. And some of our audience has been following me since 2015 with Urban Color Magazine. As some of you all may recall, I did once upon a time own the online magazine, Urban Color Magazine to be exact. Some of you all have never heard of it. And a lot of you all used to read it, and y'all fucked with me back then. So I appreciate y'all. There was a series that I wrote. It's called Marriage and Millennials, some shit like that. But basically, I talked about the five parts of marriage. From the courtship all the way down to the end of the honeymoon stage. I am going to release that this weekend for one month. So you all can check that out. And if I start saying that y'all really fucking with it, I'll leave it up even longer. Hell, I might even start writing again. Huh? Matter of fact. As a matter of fact, no, I ain't writing no more. I'm done. Nah, I'm on your ass about it, but don't worry. Finish I, this. I'm retired from writing. Nah. I'm retired from journal I'm retired from print journalism. I'll say that. I'm always a writer, but yeah, I'm retired. Book. Come on, man. Not now. Anyway, I told you. Not right now. I said I would wait, but I'm on your ass. You owe me a book. Shout out to you for not being a good listener. Okay, I said not now, but anyway. And I said okay. Sit on the other end of the couch. Archie, come on over here. Shout out to my dog. He been asleep the whole motherfucking episode. He ain't thinking nothing about what you're talking about. All right, so I got a real shout out, though. Um, I want to shout out to one of my good friends, one of my good college buddies, man, my boy Alex Sweet. He is now in the podcast world, and he has a podcast 
called As I Recall. You can follow it on Apple um, Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. I'm just kind of hyped up about Apple because we finally made that bitch. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, check out my man Alex Sweet, As I Recall, the podcast. And this episode that he dropped today is actually kind of in alignment with what we're talking about. Um, I'm not going to go too deep into you know his content, but just know he's a good brother. And I vouch for him. Therefore, I will definitely make sure that he, you know, I help him get his shit off because he got some good shit. He got a good, you know, he got a good thing going with this podcast. So shout out to my boy Alex one more time and uh, make sure y'all check out the podcast. Um, I don't have any other shout outs. Just shout out to our listeners. Um, Shout out to um, the ones who have stuck with us since day one. Shout out to the ones who got on our ass about getting on Apple. Okay. <laughs> now listen, I said it on Facebook and I said it on other social media, so I'm gonna say it to y'all over the air. Y'all better fuck with us heavy now, because I don't think you know what I had to do. I'm not a tech savvy person, <laughs> but I figured this shit out. So y'all gonna listen to every single episode okay, that y'all no, say y'all missed. Go ahead, you done? Because I yeah. did. Something just came to mind. Yeah, I'm done. I do have one final um, shout out for the evening. It's like a mass one. I've done it before, but I'm going to do it again in light of some recent events. Um, Shout out to my DSR, um, 74 in, 74 out, 74 strong. That's it. Y'all are amazing. And I know I've been a little MIA. Um. But I'm, 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 y'all know I'm a phone call, text, whatever away. Shout out to y'all. It's a lot of y'all. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and guess what? I'm sure most of them listen. So shout out to y'all for real. For real. <laughs> I was about to say, because some of them was the ones that wanted to put you in a trunk. So you might want to. What? Why? Man, listen, <laughs> man. Y'all got to chill. Anyway, we running out of tape. So. This is going to actually... This wasn't even supposed to have a part two. It was not. Would you get off of me? <laughs> you are leaning on my arm. And that awkward silence is because she put her hands on me. Um, I pushed off of you like you I got off of you. I was laughing and it was funny and I fell over. Okay, that was a knee slapper. That wasn't a lean your ass uh, on sound. Anyway, continue. Somebody's going to jail tonight. I Keep playing. I got PTO. I ain't gotta go. Nah. I ain't go. You better tread lightly before I call your job. Call him. You want me to call? I'll call. You want me to call? You? How many days you trying to be off work? Well, it depends. It depends on what. How how I feel. You know, I'll be struggling anyway. Well, if you go to jail, you might lose your job. I ain't gonna lose my job. It'll be okay. You want ten days? Mm. That's two weeks. Mm, I don't want to use up that much time on that. Well, what you want to do? You want to end school detention? You want to first of all, what you want be quiet, finish doing what you gotta do, but don't threaten me. Don't threaten me. Oh, these are no threats. Okay, these are promises. Keep playing. I told you so. Real quick before I end tonight's show, Kim and her kids got on my nerves today. Bad. Okay, that's what you need. Nah, I'm gonna just call. I'm gonna call my sister. 
And she gonna come over here and fuck you up. No, I'm just playing. She pregnant. I was gonna say, she just gonna she, roll <laughs> She ain't gonna come over here and beat your ass. But anyway, no. She all, know her brother, so. Anyway, all joking aside, I just wanted to just say thank you all for laughing with us. Thank you all so much for, you know, having serious moments. You know, this is a topic, personally, that's kind of sensitive to both of us. So we tried yeah. to make the best of it, you know, and I. I feel like I got through it okay, Cam. How you feel? You feel all right? I'm decent. Okay. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you all have anything that you all want to say to us, if you got our number, call us, text us. If you got something that you want to say and you don't have any of that, oh, well. Figure it out. Maybe it'll be on the next episode. You might catch a play on the next one. Go back to, like, 15, 16 other episodes. You might catch a play on that one. Who knows? But... Needless to say, thank you all so, so very much for listening to the Beers and White Toes podcast. We absolutely appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Seriously. Yeah, we definitely appreciate you all. Once again, thank you for rocking with us. Wherever you are in the world, have a good day. Have a good night. Thank you so much for listening. We out. Be safe. We need some theme music to cut our shit out, don't you think?